Welcome back to another episode of Break Out of the Matrix, Boom, the podcast. Today I'm here with my friend Anita. She is the Manifesting Money Queen. You may know her as Manifesting Money Podcast. We just did a really great conversation for her podcast, so make sure you guys check that out after this episode. And we are going to be talking all about how to manifest more money into your life, money blocks, subconscious limiting beliefs that may be holding you back from welcoming in more money and abundance into your life. So stay tuned for this. And if you love this episode, make sure to give us a review on Apple or Spotify. Five-star review, you know the vibes. And thank you guys so much for everyone who has left a review because it really helps this podcast grow. I'm super excited for this episode. So welcome to the show, Anita. Hello. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so fired up based on our last conversation because... That was so juicy. We just went for a walk. We're resetting. We're refreshing. So introduce yourself. Tell the show and our listeners who you are, how you became the queen of manifesting money. Tell us everything. (laughs) It's so funny because I never use that phrase, the queen of manifesting, but I like that. That gave me full body chills. It's like, okay, I am the queen. Um, So my name is Anita. I am the host of the Manifesting Money podcast. I'm a money mindset coach. And we are in New York City. (laughs) Uh, So I specifically help people break down their money blocks and truly be abundant because abundance isn't having all the money in the world. It's knowing that money is an unlimited resource that you can tap into at any given point in time. Um, And I guess some other things that I don't usually share on podcasts, but I'm also a storyteller. I am a comedian. I am just so many other things opposed to just what I do online too. And I'm really excited to really... Just show the background of all the stories because I think it's so much more than what we see online. I love that. And I love what you said. It's it's not about having all the money. It's just knowing there's an unlimited resource. So what would you say for our listeners who are desiring more money, but they're feeling maybe stuck and like no matter what they do, they can't manifest more money into their life? Because I think what you just said in that intro is so powerful and I'd love for you to expand on that. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, again, is awareness. It's always, always the awareness. And I think a lot of people um, who are not conscious of how big that is, like really, really just take the time and energy to be like, whoa, I am like so much, not ahead of the world, but it's like I'm part of the 2% of the world that actually not only is conscious that their their mind their thoughts create their reality, but they are maybe implementing those tools and techniques to reprogram their subconscious mind to also get super clear on you know what may be blocking them. So I think one, just really acknowledge that the fact that you're conscious, you're aware. I know there's some of you who are listening. This is your first time ever hearing something about this, but like boom, like you're hearing about this because of something that you've attracted, right? You maybe you're open, maybe you're receptive. And that's why it's in your vortex. (laughs) And so everything that you hear in this podcast is really just a mirror for you. Not only my story, but Julia's story, all of her guest stories. And so I think awareness is one. And then two, just really looking at stuck. So I know we talked about the movie, the book, The Secret. Have you seen, have you heard the book, The Greatest Secret? Yes. Ah, It's so good. It's my favorite. Um, So for anyone who hasn't heard it. Honestly, that was just gold for me. So first things first, um, Lewis Howes is actually one of my coaches, my mentors. He's my big inspiration for why I started my podcast and just sharing. But he actually interviewed Rhonda Byrne. 
I, I need to listen to that. I gotta send it to you. I make all of my clients listen to it. It's insane. Yeah, send it to me. She never, ever, ever, ever does interviews. Wow. So about the book, 10 years after um, she did the movie The Secret, she went on the quest to find um, what the, the key to just greatness and what was it? I think happiness. What is the key to happiness? What is the key to happiness? And it was consciousness. <gasps> that book is so incredible. And imagine taking 10 years after all the success has already manifested and really just finding this one thing. So one, it goes back to awareness. But two, it's also about being um, in that book. She talks about how our vibrations are already again at the highest vibrational state, which I had heard before. But like when she said it, Oh, it stuck with me. And um, she said that anytime our vibration is low, it's because we're telling ourselves that we can't have, be, or do something. And so anytime, again, you do feel stuck, one, validate your own feelings. Because if you're feeling like you can't get up or you can't do anything, I think just thinking positive, it creates a lot of resistance because it's almost like a, it's almost like, well, it's not safe for me to feel like, like to express my emotions, right? And I, but the, the thing about that is that you're the only person that needs to hear is like, darn, you know, that, that route that you thought you were going to go on didn't work out. And that is hard. But what happens is that we unconsciously seek um, external validation, external resources to help fix us and get us out of that instead of just really looking at it and accepting it. And then flipping the switch and saying, you know what? I'm going to take my power back and I'm going to go 10 times bigger. And even going off of that, like Rhonda Burns inspires me so much because she was like, I think it was $5 million to make the movie The Secret. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have the funds and they like manifested it, right? (laughs) She took out a second, maybe even a third mortgage. And I said, oh my gosh, Rhonda. She's getting her credit cards to just give $20 bills to people in the streets when she had nothing so true. That's so funny that you say this because I remember when I was reading The Greatest Secret, I almost like didn't feel wowed by it. Mm. But now what you're saying, I am like going to go home and reread it because mm. I am cooking up some stuff behind the scenes cool. for my business, my community, for everything. And it's all about consciousness. Mm. So I am so happy that you share that because I think that's exactly what I need to hear in this timing for launching this new thing that I'm launching. Mm. I'm trying to say like things so I don't spill too much. <laughs> yeah. But it's so true. It's like it's all about consciousness and awareness. And that kind of leads me into my next next question, which is how did you become emotionally and spiritually rich? Mm. So this is like a new topic I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Because it's like you, you can't deserve, you don't deserve to be spiritually and emotionally poor. Mm. right so no matter what's happening in the 3d you can always choose to be emotionally and spiritually rich so i'd love to hear your like rags to riches to like spiritual and emotional freedom yeah oh this is so beautiful i love that topic that is awesome um so i like to start with the external things um because in my specific story i was just a workaholic i work 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 um i had five different jobs all at once. How I did five, I don't know. <laughs> um, so Monday through Friday, I had an office shop. I made about $300 a week. And then I would get done with that, and I would go to um, makeup school, which is what I really wanted to do. And then I'd be like, well, I'm already on this side of town. Let me just drive for Postmates a little bit. And then on the weekends, I was a bartender, and I was also in the Army National Guard. So all of those things. 
And another thing I want to point out about that is that my sister was actually um, deployed. So my sister was always my rock. And wow. we, we were talking about this, about the masculine and the feminine. <clears throat> my sister was that masculine for me. She was the one that made me look at my numbers, made me, you know, just really get my stuff together, I guess you could say. I mean, I was taking a lot of action, but it was just like so sporadic. And so obviously with that, I got burnt out, not only physically, because I wasn't eating. I don't have time to eat. Well, let me just pick something up. I was maybe eating once a day. I, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's crazy looking back at it now, but it's like, well, one big meal, I'm okay. And then I was like, oh, like my brain was learning so much and doing so much that like I was taking on, like it was actually making me burn calories that I didn't have any, you know, thing for it to burn off of. So physically exhausted, I wasn't sleeping because I would just wake up in, in the morning and I'd be like, oh, I got to go work. Oh, look at my phone, my bank accounts. And I go, oh my gosh, I got no, another notification. It was just like this constant rat race of like doing, doing, doing. And so obviously when I got burnt out, it was just like my rock bottom, my first of many. And my sister had actually come back from deployment. Um, and she wanted me to listen to the book, You Are a Badass at Making Money. I'm a, a really big audio person, by the way, so if you do go back and read The Greatest Secret, I, I highly encourage listening to the audio. Because I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, they put music with it. I know. I love that. Oh, I'm listening to that. Oh, it is. On my way home on the subway. <laughs> it's so powerful. I love it. Um, so I'm listening to the story, an audio book, and there's a story about a girl named Anita. Yeah. In The Greatest Secret or in uh, You're a Badass? You are a badass okay. at making money. And um, in this story, Anita wanted to manifest $68,000 to pay off her debt and start her business. So she wanted to quit her office job, which is exactly where I wanted. I was like, I don't want to be doing all those things. I just really want to be doing makeup full time. But I just was like so scared of letting go of these jobs. And so long story short, Anita in this book She's sitting down and, she, or she's, no, she's doing all the things. She's putting sticky notes. She's writing it, all the techniques and nothing's happening. And it isn't until she's just about to give up that she remembers that her grandfather gave her a stock when she was younger. <laughs> and so she goes to her closet and it's the first thing that she pulls out right on top. Oh my God. Yeah. This is in the book. It's so great. And, um, she calls the stock people. She don't know nothing about stocks. And she calls them. And then they said that it sold for $60,000 to the T. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when I heard that story, it made me cry. I was just crying and I didn't know why I was crying. But now I know because it was part of my story. And so that's why I say when, when you listen to other people's stories, it's like you're a mirror because you're like, if you get chills or goosebumps or emotional or express your emotions, not emotional. I hate using that word. Um it's just showing you what is on your specific path. So long story short, I actually went up to D.C. and I met Jen. Yeah. The author? Yeah. I did not know this. What? I, don't, I only shared on podcasts. What? That is insane. <laughs> Tell us everything. So there was a girl next to me when we were at this book tour and it's like a big coliseum, is that yeah. what it's called? Um. And she's just answering questions. I think it was like about, not even about that book. It was about 
the one after that. I've read You Are a Badass. I didn't read You Are a Badass at Making Money. Oh, girl, I'm about to put you on. I she's, have to read that one, too. She is just so funny, too. Yeah, she's she is. She's so relatable. Um, so, anyway, I I, I want to ask her a question, but I, I'm just literally so scared. Yeah. And I'm an extrovert, so it's, like, weird for me to be scared. But the girl next to me gets up, and she goes. So I was like, okay, that's my sign. I'm going to go. And I'm just thinking when I get closer, I'm not going to be nervous anymore. I'm not going to be nervous anymore. I get the microphone. Julia, I'm telling you, my voice literally sounded like a scared. Oh, my gosh. I was crying. I was so nervous. I couldn't even speak. I was just. And after I breathed a little bit, I was like just rambling to. I was like, it's something about money. I was trying to ask her about in the book, right? The story about Anita. And, and people in the audience are, like, trying to help out because they can just see how nervous I am. Like, literally put yourself in my shoes. And um, she looked at me and she said, what would you do if I told you you're going to die tomorrow? And I was like, Ugh. Or, like, I wanted to learn how to manifest money. <laughs> and she's like, you would live with urgency. And I guess the whole concept of the question is because I wrote down, I want to manifest $10,000, but, like, I didn't believe it was possible maybe six months ago when I wrote down, but now that it's closer, I don't think it's going to happen. And so she really just explained again, the masculine of doing it, but also the, not really doing the things to get to money, doing the things that you'd be doing if you already had the money. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and that's when like, it was like how receptive I was in that moment where things just like, and I just went down a rabbit hole all that time and energy. I was like working those jobs. I started to like, Take that same time. I would rest more. I would um, journal in the mornings. Sitting down and meditating for me when I got to go, 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 go was so difficult. But I started doing it, started working out, sleeping more. And uh, that's kind of how I started my external world. (laughs) But again, my internal world, I just started attracting all the right people. And the manifestation babe was like, I guess, one of my first coaches and that's when I started to really understand why I was doing all those things and not, not just stopping, but really understanding, like if, if I'm walking into a job and I feel heavy and I feel lost and I feel like, why am I so tired doing this if it's not that much work? And it was because it wasn't part of my purpose and it was something I needed to release, but I was just so scared. And so when, when you say you want to release something, <laughs> source will give it to you. And then some of those jobs I released, most of them, I got released. Like my money got stolen out of my drawer when I was a bartender. What? Yeah. Wow. Stuff like that. My car kept breaking down so I couldn't do Postmates anymore. Yeah. And every single time I had to go back to the basics of what I was learning and yeah. work my makeup business. That story is so inspiring and I'm so happy and thank you for being so vulnerable and honest and sharing because I think it's sometimes it's hard to put yourself back in those really low moments. Mm. That's why I try to journal on Mm. my low moments so that I can look back even just with a client uh, yesterday. I sent her an old journal entry that I had Mm. and I was like, this is to show you that like I have been in your shoes. Like I know those feelings like you just 
have to trust mm-hmm. that the quantum crumble comes before the quantum leap. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. And can you tell us more about like what happened from there? Like what did the quantum leap look like? Yeah. Um, I think it was a series of things. And um, I like to tell the series part before the real quantum part because there was there I have actually been through two just really massive quantum leaps that I was conscious of but it was just a lot of momentum that was being built and I've noticed like a trend of like a three-year not only for like me but other entrepreneurs yeah have you noticed that yeah (gasps) oh my gosh yeah like I feel like it's so easy to be like what's my monthly goals what's my weekly goals Mm -hmm. like no shit's happening in years Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like I yeah like yeah. When, I, when I started that rabbit hole up until the third year is when mm. it was just insane but I I actually think that that seed was planted that it was going to take three years when I started like I, I I subconsciously knew yeah but it was just crazy and it just kept feeling like oh my gosh this is really something really big and I thought it was gonna be money mm. but it would end up being something different and it was like that for three years and so wow. The money did come, but it was always just enough. Yeah. Just that's enough. Such a good, that's such a good point. I would definitely want to talk deeper when you're... <laughs> so yes. I kept, again, just um, investing. Like, investing in a coach was, like, the scariest thing I've ever had to do. I feel that. <laughs> and that's why I love asking that on my rapid fire, because you, you can really see from the outside looking in of, like, no matter what the amount is... It's still that scary first leap. And it's not really about what you're investing in. It's more about who you have to become when, when, in order to invest and believe in yourself because that's the energy that is being transmuted through those investments. So I started working with the Manifestation Babe. Um, I joined a mastermind, which was like my big quantum leap. My first time ever being around people who had made six figures, million dollars, and they all were asking me about manifestation. Wow. <laughs> so I met some really incredible people, like literally, and that's why when you talk about masterminds, I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's like, vibe. Yeah, they are incredible. And like, it's like that soul connection that you were talking about on our podcast with like 50 people and you're like, holy crap. Yes. <laughs> and, and I um, actually have stopped drinking but I feel like I was drinking not only just for fun. I felt like I was drinking because I wanted that connection. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in my vortex, they couldn't get as vulnerable or talk about those kind of things unless they were drunk. Mm-hmm. And so it took a lot for me to release that on my own. But I also felt like it was like this realization of like, oh, there's people out here that are literally operating at the highest frequency. And like, it was so cool to not only meet them, but see myself for the first time in that type of light. So from there, again, I kept investing. I, I've probably invested almost 70000 maybe $80,000 into my coach, like awesome. coaches, mentor. And it's like my money motivator. It's the one yeah. thing I can spend. Without it feeling I'm the same way. <laughs> like it's just the number one justified expense because mm. you get the heart highest ROI. Yeah. And then like around that third year, um, it was again one of those quantum leaping seasons. So it's like I don't have any proof that this is gonna work. So I had just moved to a new apartment, which was like my dream apartment. I was like, Oh my god. In California, right? Um, so it was actually not the one I was previous okay. at, but it was the one before that. And I just remember come pulling in there. 
and there was a huge water fountain and I look at the clock, it's 444. Wow. And I remember when I first moved to California, I drove for Postmates there. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to live here. I want to live here. And um, so I was moving. I was releasing a part-time job because, let me back up a little bit, during COVID, I was coaching, but I was doing it part-time. And I wanted to release that job. Um, so I was doing that. There was another coach I wanted to work with, which was Kathleen Cameron. And I just would get really, really excited and motivated, but I just wouldn't follow through. I just couldn't follow through. And then I realized that that was my pattern. And so when I realized, I was like, okay, this is my pattern. I get excited. I get motivated. But when things get hard, I just stop. Or I take it as a sign, what this isn't for me. And so when I tell you, I broke that cycle so hard and the, the fear of being seen because I was more afraid of my podcast blowing up than of it not blowing up in my social media. So to put this in the context, it's like I had just invested $20,000 into Kathleen. Um, I had to borrow the, the money from my mom. She had to co-sign for me. Wow. Yeah, I love telling that part of the story because it's like, well, I, I didn't get approved. That was my sign that I can't do it, right? Yeah. And now... Did you like, were you, did you take it out like on a credit card? So they actually have a third-party funding. Okay, nice. Which, which I want to come back to because... That's a good idea. Yeah, oh, that's what I have for all my clients now. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I have to talk about that behind the scenes too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I tell everybody about it. I'm just so grateful because for me, it was what I needed to believe that it was possible for me. And look where you are now yeah. because of it. And my mom believed in me. Aww. I didn't think she was going to say yes. That's, I didn't ask her at all either because I was scared yeah. she was going to say no. And when she said yes, it was just this proof of like, <gasps> she believes in me. Yeah. And I think there is something that's happened so powerful when you have someone at that level, especially with money, who believes in you. Yes. Um, so I had just borrowed the money from my mom. And it's like all this friction because one, we're realizing that like um, physically transferring money. It's like these new money problems that you didn't even know that you didn't were like problems. So anyway, um, I'm frustrated about that. I'm frustrated because, well, I got to pay my team. I got to pay rent. I got all these things coming up and I'm going to Vegas this weekend to speak for my friend's conference. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to get there talking about manifestation and I'm over here not living my manifestation. Yeah. But I was like, those are all external things. And either you know this, you've been living this. Spiritually and- rich, emotionally rich. Yeah. And so I just really tapped into that. And I was like, no matter what, I'm still going to go. Right. And that's kind of, again, been my mentality for the whole three years was just, well, I don't let external things be the reason why I do or don't do something. Love that. And so I got up on stage um, and one of my videos had been going viral and I gained 100,000 followers on TikTok in four days. Wow. That weekend that I was there, my three-day workshop, which was something I created because one of my videos blew up. Yeah, I remember. And then I launched my 31 Days of Abundance. Nobody signed up. Yeah. But when I got off that stage, the 31 Days of Abundance was going viral. And I said, oh. Wow. And it was just so mind-boggling to me. I so just, aligned. I was just crying because I knew that it was like, oh, this is this has been manifesting for three years. I know it. Yeah. And it just went up and up and up from there. I mean, up and up, like, financially, but also, like, 
growth wise of my mentality because you have more proof, you have more proof, you know? That is such an amazing story. And it's so inspiring, especially to speak on those vulnerable moments of like, I had to borrow money, Mm. maybe feeling like an imposter. How am I going to go on stage and talk about manifesting? And I think more people need to hear those stories because Mm. I think especially being in the spotlight, like Mm. we are online, it's very easy to think, oh, this person has everything figured out and it's not. And it's like what I'm learning about business and I'm sure you can relate in life is it's not about how smart you are. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how well you can manage your emotions. Mm, True. And like, how can you manage your emotions and hold yourself mm. in a time that you're seeking to be held? How mm. can you look inward and say, I'm going to get up on that stage? Like, that's bravery. That's mm. courage. So that's an amazing story. Yeah. Honestly, all the times where things get really hard is one. I'm literally trained to believe that this there's something huge coming here. Someone, something way bigger than myself. But two, also really just acknowledging the fact that um, that that's inward. Like you said, like whatever it is that I'm looking for externally is internally. And uh, all the things externally are only going to amplify that. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about like what happened from there. Like how did you turn your social media into a business? How mm. did you switch? Because I remember when I started following you, you were Makeup Mentor Podcast. Really? Oh yes. my gosh, I didn't know that. And I was like, but she is manifesting, girl. So mm. I was always curious. So I love to see how you've held that duality of being the makeup artist, being the manifesting person, and where your business has evolved into now. Yeah. Um, wow, that's very interesting. I didn't know you were following me then. I oh, It's so weird because, again, from the outside looking in, you've seen it, but I didn't see it. Like, I was so scared to rebrand, and then my podcast team was like, Anita, you're already the manifesting podcast. Like, what do you mean you're scared? This is such a good point, just because I've been going through that myself. Mm. And the minute I stepped into the version of me who supports entrepreneurs and starts being more on business and entrepreneurship, it's like the universe conspired for me. But keep Mm. going. So I feel that. Yeah, that's huge. Um, So yeah, I felt like it was the process of that, just me seeing it. I have to see it. I have to see it. And now what I, that's what I've also learned with my clients as well. Um, it's like they have to see it. Like, um, especially with my coaching certification, I I feel like it's the whole time it's like, wow, like this person's got it. They, I mean, logistic-wise, you can see because not only because they've invested into themselves, they've been learning, they've been, you know, listening to podcasts and freebies and stuff like that but it's like they just got it they just don't see it yet and so when I started working with clients and it was a whole nother realm because I was like um really trying to see take myself out of the equation put myself in their shoes and see where they're struggling with and how can I help them connect the dots and so what I realized is that I really have to tell people who they are and what they are instead of telling them what to do because what would happen a lot is that people would come to me, oh, Anita's got the answers. Or even when I go to events and stuff, like people say, oh, I needed to meet you. And I just look at them and I said, I needed to meet you. Oh, But they don't, they don't know it, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think it's just a process of that and, um, you know, building a team and really just being super, super conscious of all of my decisions of why I'm doing them 
because I feel like when the money started to flow in and like it felt so unsafe to me and I thought I was going to be excited and motivated. Don't get me wrong. I was, but I also felt numb, like no emotion. And that was the scariest feeling for me. And I stopped doing a lot of stuff because I didn't want to feel that emotion again. That's so real. And I think that goes to show that it's not about the number in the bank. Mm. And it's so much more about the feeling. And I felt that as an entrepreneur as well, where it's like, oh my God, you know, in August I had reached a major milestone for my business. And I actually felt worse Mm. than I felt when I was 25K in debt. Mm. And it's like, it's not that I wasn't grateful, but I was like, why doesn't it fulfill me in the way that I thought it would? Mm. And that's when I really realized a really good book is The Illusion of Money. Have you okay. read that? Oh, no, no, no. You Actually, I feel like that. I seen it the other day. Okay, because you are going to love it because the author is an ex-comedian. So <gasps> you're going to love it. But it's by Kyle Cease. And basically the whole point of the book is that like um, feeling safe like is a feeling, mm. right? Freedom is a feeling. Mm. So it's like the amount of money, the amount of followers, right? The vanity metrics, the numerical stuff is never going to give you that feeling. That's something that has to come from within. Mm. And that's, I think, the most liberating thing. Mm-hmm. So true. Uh, and you just telling me that he wrote a book about money and he's a comedian just gave me confirmation. Yeah. There you go. Read the book. Who knows what it's going to inspire for you, but you got to let me know. And I would love to kind of close up the business conversation a little bit of what's your vision? Like, (gasps) where do you see this business headed? (laughs) I know you have the coaching certification, 31 Days of Abundance. Like, tell us everything. Yeah. Um, So this past year, again, when everything blew up, I just felt for a long time I was just trying to keep up, you know, and I was kind of relatable. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I got to keep it coming, got to keep it coming, got to keep, you know, on things. and post Three on, times a day. And- yeah, posting a lot on social media. And then I just started to get lost in that. And then I got burnt out again. Um, and so even just moving here to New York is like such a big, I'm just so grateful every single day. Not only grateful to be here, but I'm grateful for my consciousness and my awareness because I have a different perception of it here than I did when I first came. Like, when I first came here, it was, like, okay, exciting. It's somewhere new, whatever. But, like, now being here, it's, like, I see the weather. I'm so grateful for the leaves changing. I'm so grateful for just random people just on the streets having conversations with others. Like, there's just so many synchronicities that happen in this city that, like, if I wasn't, maybe doing the work at the extent that I'm doing it now, I wouldn't be able to see it or appreciate it as much. So being here is huge. But my big vision that's been coming over, over and over and over again, which I feel like is a huge part of me being here in this physical space, um, is a production company. Production, production, production. I'm like, I knew she had something going. This is the most fire podcast setup I've ever seen. <laughs> so yeah, that's my biggest thing. I was like, maybe I can't change the way, change the world, but maybe I can change the way we view it. So same thing with the podcast, right? Like, or the, what I just said about New York City, right? I have a completely different perception of it. And so have you ever seen the show Insecure? No. Okay, if anyone has watched that show, Please let me know you watch it because, ah. So that show is made by a woman. Her name is Issa Rae. And she's such an inspiration to me. And again, I know I'm seeing these things from her for a reason. But she kind of started her own YouTube movie channel. Not channel, but like series. Okay. 
just really tell, narrating her story as a black woman living in LA. Oh, wow. She, she is so funny. She, all the topics that she talks, it's kind of like sex in the city. Love that. Um, but it's like everything that we teach with manifestation, it's self-image, it's relationships, it's money, it's career. And I think career and money are like two like separate mm-hmm. things. And um, I was like, wow, I want to do that. And so like I've been really just consciously putting my focus on that, which is scary because again, it's like, okay, well, how am I going to release all this stuff and focus on that? So although like my main focus is my coaching certification and I want to be the number one coaching certification in the U.S. You will. Yes. Manifesting uh, together. You're claiming it on this podcast. <laughs> right. Because again, it goes back to them seeing themselves in that mirror. See yourself as that person. Um, but I also know that this is going to be one of the last times that I'm specifically hosting the calls. I know it's going to be one of the last times that I'm doing a lot of the intimate stuff and it's going to be all the people who I have certified so I think there's a part of me that's sad because like, oh, I want to keep on, I want to hold on to this. And, um, but I also know that it's like releasing that, trusting other people, allowing them to have that same experience that I have every single time that I, I talk to one of my clients, um, so that I can focus on product production for online course creators. I want them to have like their, their, their vision showed through maybe two to three minute video of that and really just focusing on that team building in like movies and tv shows i was like if netflix came to me today boy i'd be ready let's go oh my god i love that that's so cool i didn't even know that you were cooking that up and i love that you give yourself this permission slip to start over Mm. create something new for yourself i think a lot of times and what i see a lot in my course students is People feeling like, well, I said this one thing, so now how am I going to do the next thing that I want to do? And I'm like, because you are the brand. You are the niche. People are here for you. Mm. They're not here for that one course you sell. They're not here for that one topic you talk about. They're here for the evolution, Mm. for the evolution of who you're becoming. Mm. (gasps) Yes. Yeah, it just gives people permission. Permission slip is so, so important. So... What's one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners that are struggling with money blocks? Um, I always think that it's going to be something different, but it's always the same thing. <laughs> Never let money be the reason why you do or don't do something. So I think it's like... That's juicy. I like that. Yeah. I, it's like, I, I think a lot of people overcomplicate it because it's really so simply simple. We make it hard, but... Um, Again, a lot of people say, well, if I had more money, then I'd go on vacation or I would rest or I'd take a day off. And I'm like, then take a day off. Mm-hmm. Literally resting has been one of the number one ways that I have attracted money because I actually had time to receive. It's what I'd be doing if I already had the money. Mm-hmm. Um, going on vacations too, like it's never as much as you think it's going to be. And that's not like money is the last thing that you should be thinking about when it comes to vacation mm-hmm. because you got to contact all the people who are coming you know what dates are available like I was telling you with my family I'm planning a cabin that I've been I manifest every morning of like all of us around the table it's like 12 13 people and it's like that's so cool it's again like well they're like well I can't take off work well I can't do that and it's just stories and I think now again things are coming to another three and sorry three-year cycle where 
Now all my family is waking up and becoming conscious, and it's so cool. I'm just very grateful for that. That is so cool, and I love that you're building this life to share it with the people you love, Mm. and that's something that's very powerful and something that I didn't realize at first. It's like, what good is wealth if you don't have people to share it with? Mm. Yeah, it may not be always the people that you think it is. It might be someone new. So if it is that fact, then just accept it and really just acknowledge it because I promise even if the people you want to be there never come around, it's still worth it. Absolutely. And I love what you said about like do the thing first Mm. before there's any evidence, right? Take the trip, take the day off. Did you have any experiences in your life where maybe there was a time where you're like, I don't have the money, I have to work, work, work. But you were like, F this subconscious limiting belief. I'm going to do the complete opposite. Did you have experiences like that? Yeah, a billion, a billion. <laughs> um, but one that comes to the surface is my trip to Tulum. Oh. Because I actually texted all my, like, th- I think three of my closest friends, maybe four. And I said, all expenses paid for, let's go to Tulum. One person, no, two people booked their flight. One person couldn't go because of her, her uh, passport. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so when it came to literally the week before and mind you that both of my friend, closest friends are in the same financial position. Um, she was like, or the one girl canceled her flight. She's like, I'm just really struggling with money right now. And you know, there's things that are coming up and I'm like, this is quantum leaping season. I'm trying to explain it and hold space at the same time. And it's so frustrating, you know, cause it's also sad cause I'm like, girl, even you just coming on this trip, you have no idea what that's doing energetically. Yes. And then my other friend in the same financial position still came manifesting money. Um, I, I'm still paying like for the trip, whatever. I was like, I just want you to be like, she started to feel guilty too. I want to point that out because she was like, I don't want you to pay for my food. And I want you to do that. And I was like, I just started crying. I was uh. like, you have no idea how much it's amazing that you're here with me. You know, like, thank you for saying yes. And I feel like the universe does that to us where it's like, thank you for saying yes and saying that you want this because we've been wanting to give this to you the whole time, but you haven't been open. I love that. I want to do some stuff like that. Yeah. That's really cool. That's super generous of you. And Mm -hmm. that's super nice. And I think that's super trusting that the universe has your back and that money is abundant and like you really walking your talk. Mm. So I love that. I'm going to do something like that. I'm going to plan. So I hope my friends aren't listening so I can surprise them. <laughs> yeah. And it's never as much money as you think it's going to be either. Oh, I was yeah. like, bro, our rooms were like $120 for these like gourmet stuff. I'm like, bro. Oh, I'm literally going to Mexico on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to like Baja Sur or yeah. something. I'm going on a retreat with my mastermind. Mm. And I was just like, wait, you know, at first I told myself all the stories of why I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm launching all these things. My clients, how am I going to have time? And I said this to my coach who's hosting the retreat, who's the coach of the mastermind. And she was like, Julia, you've always made the most money when you travel, mm. seen the most success because you're having fun and you're yeah. not sitting behind a computer. Mm. And people are watching you live your dream life. Like you literally teach people how to live their dream life don't feel guilty about you living yours. Mm. And I was like, you're so right. And I booked it because this is what happened when I went to Paris too in mm. September. Same thing. My friend called me up and she's like, do you want to go to Paris? Because she was going to be there for her work trip. Oh. And I was like, in the mastermind, right? And this is why I love support and masterminds because mm. I was like, guys, I don't know what to do. Like, I really want to go, right? But I have so much work to do. Like, I can't imagine taking X amount of days off. 
And then I'm like, but I built this life to work from anywhere, to travel, Mm. to do all the things. And I ended up unexpectedly bringing in a ton of revenue for my business because I had decided I was like, oh, I'm going to do some like flash sale for my course. And it just like all these people just came out of nowhere. Mm. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so magical because I tapped into pleasure. Mm. Yeah. That time where you can actually receive. Yes. I love that. So (laughs) how do you live your daily life to be in a state of receiving? Because I don't want to say like every single minute we're perfect, Yeah. but an attainable tip for people listening to be in that state of being able to receive abundance, whether it be monetary or gifts Mm. or love or little surprises. Yeah. I would say the main thing is really just focus on your morning and your night routine. Like, I I know you're conscious of this and you teach your clients this because it's like, if you can just really have that window where (laughs) you are, um, for me personally, again, I used to pick up my phone. Oh my gosh, I got to do this, got to do that. Like unconsciously, I wouldn't even know I'm doing it. My bank account app would be open every single morning, really detaching from that. And um, now I don't look at my phone for the first two to three hours, like at least an hour. Yeah. And you notice the same trends with like people who are also just conscious and aware, really high level business people too. Um, So one, just taking that hour, even if, again, it starts with five minutes and then it's 10. It's, It's more, again, about the consistency than the actual action um, and the intention behind the action. Because you can still do all of the journaling, but it's like if you get to a place where you're doing it because you need the end result, you're causing resistance. And that's what I did. I brought a lot of masculine energy to the feminine (laughs) energy. But I was like, okay, what would I be doing if I already had the money? And so, again, it would be, well, I would work out and get the stagnant energy out of my body. Um, So I either work out or I go for a walk. And then – I come back, I do a guided meditation and I just really sit with my thoughts. And again, you are the only one that has the answers. So it's very important for me to sit with my thoughts and say, what am I supposed to do today? And sometimes literally my guides are whatever source is telling me like, I need to sit down and watch TV. And I said, no, bro, you didn't. <laughs> I'm dying. It's so funny the way you said it. <laughs> it's so true. I'm like, no, you didn't tell me to watch TV today because I will. <laughs> um, and then the end of the day, it's the same thing. I'm reflecting. I'm writing stories. That's when I like to script mm. and really dream and journal. Um, so good. Hypnosis and stuff like that. I love that. Anita, thank you so much. And what would be your final best piece of advice for anyone listening based on this whole conversation to support our listeners in the best way possible? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. But I mean, it's for everybody, but I'll give a minute for everybody to just ponder and think. So the question is, you had an extra $100 million. Beep. Just drop into your bank account. I wonder if I have like a little... No, <laughs> that's not the way the button. <laughs> Whatever, it just ching. yeah. Pause in your bank account. Okay, you need that button. The <laughs> Manifesting Money Podcast. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, what would you do today? Okay, what would you do? I would take my mom to Paris. <gasps> on a fully, fully booked fun trip. We have different versions of fun. So her version of fun trip. Mm. because we went to Paris Mm -hmm. in 2016 
And she said it was the best trip of her life. And it's like the number one place she wants to go back Aww. to. So that's something that has been on my personal vision board for manifesting and building wealth and why, my why for my business. So I would do that and make it like so perfectly tailored for her mm. and like exactly the things that she likes to really just like spoil her. Oh, okay. I'm challenging you. After this podcast, text her. Say same thing. All expenses paid for. Whatever you want to do, are you in? Just tell, have her say yes or no. I love that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then the second part of that question is, what are some things you would not be doing specifically today if, again, $100 million? Some things I would not be doing. Ooh, you stumped me. Because <laughs> I feel like, like, Fully transparently, I'm in a place in my business where it's like, yeah, I'm doing a lot of work, mm. but I genuinely love every single thing that I'm doing. Mm. That I guess the number one thing actually is I probably wouldn't feel like I have to take on everything myself mm. and I would outsource a lot <gasps> of my work. That's what I would say. Because that's how I feel around. Like, I literally love everything that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes too much passion can also bite you in the butt. Because yeah. then I'm, like, working 12 hours a day. And it's like, of course I love it. But I would say outsource some of my work to free up my time to continue generating more creative ideas. Yeah. <gasps> that's so cool. Yeah, that's what I would tell everybody. Just really ask yourself that question. Even if you want to go back and, like, pause for those who are listening. Like, pause. What would you do? And my sister and I do this like unconsciously before we even start wow. talking about me. And my sisters are way powerful manifestors than I am. Oh my God. By the way. I love that. We'll just play the game and then things start happening. I'm like, bro, no, you did it. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that creative allowing yourself to dream big without any judgment is where like a lot of the expansion happens. Oh my God. I love that so much. Anita, thank you so much for coming on the show sharing your heart, being vulnerable, being honest, giving really, really valuable advice. Maybe you didn't even realize how powerful some of the things you said mm. were. So you're going to have to go back and listen because girl, mm. you were on fire. Like this is <laughs> so good. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you? Uh, so on Instagram, Manifesting Money Podcast. Um, I, I post a lot of like tips and tricks on there, but again, you can message me. It's either me or my team. You can find me on TikTok and at the Manifesting Money podcast on Apple and all of the other platforms. I love it. Ania, thank you so much for being here. We're going to have to do another collaboration, especially when the production company is up and running yeah. and popping. And just looking back on this episode, we're going to edit a little clip and be like, you manifested this. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for having me.